This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Chris Seymour, Director of Revenue Cycle Transformation and Project Management Operations at Wellstar. Chris, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in healthcare and really a lot, especially thinking through the revenue cycle and where that's headed. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. So I am, as you said, Director of Transformation and Project Management at Wellstar, working for Revenue Cycle specifically. That means that if there is a project, an implementation, anything from a system to a break fix that requires a lot of hands that falls into my bucket, it is a lot of managing people, process, and performance in order to make sure that we're successful as an organization. I have a background that really stems a lot from the academic healthcare world. I've been at UNC, Duke, as well as UVA most recently before Wellstar. Um, And again, been at Wellstar for going on four years now and really enjoy the work that we're doing. Oh, fantastic. Well, it's great to hear, and I will dive right into my questions now. What opportunities and headwinds do you really have your eye on right now? What are you thinking through, especially in your role as director of the Revenue Cycle Transformation? I think the big thing that we are thinking through, as well as, you know, probably an entire industry, is how do we engage team members and our peers in a way in this new remote environment? There are a lot of things that we miss from being in the office, you know, from being able to walk down to someone's office and knock on the door to just passing them in the break room and being able to build not only those relationships and those networks, but also to have some of those conversations that, you know, may require an in-person conversation. And figuring out how we're managing that, I think, is probably one of the larger headwinds that we have. You know, most people will look at it, I think, also from a performance standpoint. How do we maintain and follow and report, I guess, um, to ensure that we're meeting from a performance standpoint, as well as we're engaging our team members so that they want to stay and they want to do all the things that innovate and push our industry to the next level. That's a really great point. And the workforce challenges, I think, is something that I hear over and over from different leaders in trying to recruit great, talented people, but then also retaining them. So, you know, is there anything that you've done that's been particularly effective to really keep the top talent aboard and make sure that they have what they need in order to be successful and grow their careers with you at Wellstar? So I think there are a few things that kind of fit in a few buckets of the things that you said. So from just a general engagement standpoint, you know, onboarding new members and making sure that they feel that they are a part of a team. We are doing things virtually. So different departments will have games that they're doing specifically or competitions. Right now we're running March Madness as brackets across the entire revenue cycle. So it is a rumble to see who is going to be the the victor in that situation. And we're doing it as teams as well as individuals. So building some network there, I think from a development and a learning standpoint, we are doing things like implementing systems like HBI, which is um, an an information platform that also has trainings and certifications. We are huge into HFMA and those certifications that they offer and making sure that our employees know those tracks and have access to that information. And also going in to start to develop leadership tracks and having people where they can understand how do they move themselves forward as well as develop in ways that may be outside of what the normal scope may be for them. 
I think the other thing that you asked just from, you know, generally workforce and talent and making sure that we are pushing people um, in, in that space of innovation as well as, you know, gaining that talent and keeping it and keeping it engaged. We are setting a strategy for the next three to five years that has a focused direction as an overall department for revenue cycle that will have goals that will align with our overall healthcare system that will help for us to push not just the bottom line, but also to keep our people engaged and happy. And I think also having those performance metrics, having that centralized direction is super helpful for people. Um, and it also builds team engagement as well. And that's a great point and really helpful ideas in terms of how to make sure people are engaged and excited and building relationships with each other, even in the remote and virtual environment. Now, uh, considering what we've talked about already, obviously with a lot um, within the revenue cycle space, what are some of the risks or, or one risk in particular that's worth taking or investment worth making this year? I know financials are tight on for hospitals and health systems across the board. So if you're going to be investing, whether it's time or, or money into a one space, where is that going to be? I think for WellStar, it's an automation, and that I know is a big word that takes on different faces and places depending on who is saying it. Um, but for us, it is creating processes that don't require a manual touch or a person to intervene. And whether that be in our front end and our open access centers where we are making sure they are kiosks as well as tablets, as well as people there to support our patients that are coming in and keep that patient satisfaction as high as possible. We're looking to do the same thing with our charges, with our billing, um, to ensure that we are not only providing the best service, but we're also providing the most efficient service, which is best for all. And I think that's probably an industry practice that deserves a bit of investment is to see where there is the ability to place automation Got it. I think that's a really great point in using that technology and leveraging it in a way that, as you mentioned, make sure patients feel comfortable and confident and have a great experience across the board, not only with their care, but on the pay side, too. Um, I think that's just so interesting and not something that I know traditionally healthcare organizations have, have really thought through is um, that patient experience side um, from the the revenue side of things. So how do you make sure you've got that ethos uh, change within your team and that they're really thinking what about what the patient will need at any given moment? I know it's so challenging sometimes as they're getting <laughs> yes. the treatments they need in order to uh, live their best lives and then their having to lives. collect with there. So one of the benefits of being such a large organization is a lot of our team members are our patients. Um, so you get firsthand feedback as well as experience, but we also have a patient engagement committee that we work very closely with, who is compiled of both patients, people from the community, as well as team members who are giving that feedback that is necessary. So when we're looking to make changes that will definitely impact the patient and how they will see things, we're working with that committee to have those conversations to make sure that we are not going to shift the temperature and environment in a way that will negatively impact our patients and making sure that we're having those conversations so that they can champion them as well and making sure that they're just as engaged in the process as we are. So having those conversations, not just with our team members and our people, but with that patient engagement committee, as well as even our providers, because they get the feedback as well. It is creating a balance in a network that is a true open communication 
that does not become a venting or finger pointing session that allows us to be creative and open and collaborative and move things forward. Got it. That's so helpful to know. And I, I think really it seems like it's a great culture that you've built there at Wellstar. Now, before we wrap up our conversations, I was wondering, where do you see the best opportunities for growth in the future? How do you see things growing and evolving? I think it's in the things that we've talked about. It's going to be our people as well as how we utilize our people in our processes and our systems. So making sure that we things that can be automated, let's do that. And for things that we need people to have that additional touch, that additional eye, or that additional level of scrutiny. Let's place them there so that they can use the skills that they have to be the most beneficial to the organization. So, you know, investing in our people and making sure that we are keeping good people, creating leadership tracks, making sure we're engaging them in ways that even in a remote environment, make it a destination location to come and work. That should be what we are all aiming for, um, for our team members. So investing in those two areas is going to be, I think, a great opportunity for growth for the future. That's fantastic. Chris, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. This has been a really fun conversation, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. I appreciate it. It's been great talking to you. Happy have a wonderful day.